Welcome to Glass Half Full Moon, where if we didn't torture podcasters with movies that are blatant money laundering schemes, Full Moon features would go out of business. Tonight's a special episode because we are returning to the exploits of our favorite future cop, Jack Death, portrayed by our ever-favorite problematic Tim Thomerson. But we're not alone tonight. Gabe, why don't you introduce our friends? You know, I was thinking about this, actually, where I could introduce, uh, ask them who they are and what the, where they're from. But if you are listening to this, you already know who they are. So I'll ask our two uh, guests, what you drinking tonight? <laughs> well, uh, considering it is only two o'clock in the afternoon, um, I'm just I'm just having a nice cup of tea. This is ripe <laughs> drinking time. I don't know what you're talking about. I <laughs> uh, also got to pick up my kid from school a little bit, so. You know, it's it's weird because I am also sober today, but that's mainly because I was not during our last recording session. And I, I feel like <laughs> I, f- I feel like there's a probationary period over the, some of the things I said previously. Oh, guys, I thought I thought we told you it's kind of a rule here where you need to have a, have to have a slightly elevated blood alcohol level to watch these movies. Oh, watching watch the movies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just drink a lot of coffee. To. And I figure the liver damage is enough. <laughs> yeah. But no, we watched Trancers 4. And Yee. the reason we have found on shelf here with us tonight is because obviously our previous bit with the Trancers films was we hadn't seen the first one. But thanks to these two, we have. So we've gone ahead and brought our friends here down the line straight to Trancers 4 without any prior knowledge. Other than of the last two movies. So I feel like I may have missed some things. You missed roughly three hours worth of things. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I really know, I, I did just re-listen to your uh, part three transfers uh, to kind of get myself in the right headspace, but uh, it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Are they just rebooting every franchise with every sequel of this film? Is that what's happening? Oh. <sighs> I guess we can start with, um, did, was this a good movie? Did either of you think this was a good movie? Did anyone think this was a good movie? Did Charles no. Band, while directing this, think it was a good movie? Ch- did, did Charlie direct this one? No. Here's the thing about this one. The guy who directed this won a fucking primetime Emmy. For what? The goddamn Red Wedding oh, wow. in Game of Thrones. <laughs> so what you're telling what you're telling me is he practiced that by murdering this movie. <laughs> okay, so Transfers Four and Five were filmed back to back and were directed by a gentleman named David Nutter. He's basically found his calling in directing for TV, considering he's helped create a lot of pop pilots for popular popular series like supernatural um he's done quite a few episodes of game of thrones he did the red wedding but he's only done five feature-length pieces and most of them were for charles band amazing so speaking of this movie and the other uh death lives well first of all the worst subtitle ever this movie is this Death Lives? I thought this was Jack of Swords. This is Jack of Swords, which is the yeah. worst subtitle ever. <laughs> I no, hate no, it. the next one, the next one is Sudden Death. And and I bring it up because I saw <laughs> on IMDb, these are the only two Trancers films that Tim Thomerson is embarrassed about. Tim Thomerson can be embarrassed. 
<laughs> I think the only reason he was embarrassed by this is because he wasn't the best badass of all time throughout the entirety of this film. He's also like 50 years old during this film. He's 48. I was close. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the game I was going to play later, which is how old is Tim Thomerson? <laughs> As we've discussed before, oh, he is he's... the oldest young man in existence. Yeah. He's born old. It's not a Benjamin Button thing going on. He was just bored old. Yeah. He continues he to get older. He's got older as it went on. But no, yeah, this is not a... you. When we were on your podcast, mm-hmm. you we brought a very... Or rather, you you we watched together a very pleasant mm-hmm. film, a very mm-hmm. schlock, enjoyable. And yeah. you come onto our podcast, and we grant you this trash. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. only appropriate considering what we do to people on a regular basis. You you guys have the uh, benefit of being able to pick your movies. <laughs> well, yeah, we do, but like we pick the other one, we pick them for each other in, in like in escalating games of like chicken. <laughs> oh, here's the thing you need to escalate from something it, this is like mm, this is true. pavement this is <laughs> this is ground level like you don't escalate from here it's it's so god it's just so fucking boring i don't know <laughs> like there are there yeah. there are like there's there's interdimensional travel and time travel and vampires and like like it, it, it shouldn't be this boring. I demand more entertainment from the inventor of the monster bra, Charles Band. <laughs> I guess I guess we should get into it. <laughs> yeah, this movie is about an hour and 15 minutes long. It took me three hours to watch. I definitely t- watched it in like three days. Watch a little. Yeah, yeah. I watched this film twice. <laughs> to be fair, the second time was... 1.5 speed. <laughs> oh shit, I can totally do that. I've done that too. <laughs> I've watched this film twice. I can't remember a damn thing. <laughs> it, I, t- I had to take notes. Yeah. Yes, I, I did take notes. Um I I decided that um I should have just stuck with my first plan, which was just to watch paint dry. I think that would have been a little <laughs> bit more entertaining. Yeah, that 100% would have been more fun to watch. Yeah. Um, since this movie starts, as most Trancers films do, with two minutes and 47 seconds of black background with our ominous text and music credits. Just, just horrible. <laughs> it's, it's like they tried to draw it out as long as possible. We, we got to make this feature length, guys. Just <laughs> slow the credits down a bit. Okay, but like, it... It starts off with like a flash of the castle, the right ancestral Charles Band castle from Castle Freak, and then a like a line drawing of Jack Death, and then the credits, and then we shift over to a a, a cityscape that feels like it's the Miramax logo. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: we've not gotten to Castle Freak yet. Oh, the only thing that we know this castle from. It's fucking subspecies. Yes, this is the subspecies castle in my mind. Wasn't it? Wasn't it in Meridian? I don't remember. God damn! It might have been. All these movies. I, I ejected Meridian from my brain. I don't blame you. 
But yeah, I think I, I need to come up with like a list of how many of his movies he's used this castle in. Uh, basically all of them for a period of time because he bought the castle to live in. And then he was just like, well, we can film everything here and house the crew here. Everything has to take place in the fucking castle. It's so, it, it's, it was probably also in Mandroid, too. It might have been. At this point, I'm just going to assume that every castle that we see in a full moon film is this particular castle. Mm-hmm. It's a different angle. Yeah. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd probably yeah. be right. Cause... <laughs> but this is 100% Castle Vladislaus. <laughs> like, I recognized parts from it. And it's just like, okay, that's where this is. That's where this is. God, I need a better hobby. We could, make, <laughs> we could map this fucking castle out, Casey. I swear, I bet we could. <laughs> Do I need to make a video game level? I was just thinking, it's gonna be it, you could you can make a Doom map based off the Charles Band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so we have we have uh, Jack Death's uh, external monologue where he's so this movie is called Trancers, but all the Trancers are dead. He's killed them all. Yeah, you know, fucking let God sort them out. But he's still on Jack the Death job. Jack Death is now time police. He's still t- he's <laughs> now time police. He's time cop. Mm-hmm. And god damn, does he look like shit. Yes. <laughs> he really does. He's, he's, he's seen better days. He looks <laughs> like absolute shit. Jack Death or Tim Thomerson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Transfer 7. Death warmed over. <laughs> well, we all know Jay, uh, Jay Wolfall killed the franchise, so... Mm. Oh God! Some well, might say that is better. <laughs> <laughs> don't you bring Fred Gwynn into this? He don't deserve it. <laughs> don't you go down that graveyard, Charles Band? <laughs> Crap's hold ya. Well, we do at least have a bit of uh, foretelling from this little monologue, as Jack has apparently stopped an invasion of plant people in the year 2093. So we have that to look forward to, at least. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Shark is dead. You guys remember Shark, right? Yeah, everyone's favorite robot, Shark. Is he a Cyberman? He looks like a Cyberman. I remember you described him as, oh, God, what, how did you describe him? As like an enemy, as like as one of the bad guys from Captain Planet with a Yondu I called Mohawk. him Bowser. <laughs> yeah, Mecha yeah. Bowser with the other one. Yeah. I, I take it it wasn't very yeah. good. Well, so I like Shark. Shark was a fucking dude makeup but from what i understand from what i've read shark did play a bigger role in this but they just decided to make the script more lame by not writing him in (laughs) all right (laughs) that sounds appropriate yeah but also as an as another kick in the nuts to jack death apparently his future wife is shacking up with his handler who just straight up looks like sam raimi to me yeah that was kind of weird I want to hear the trailer for this movie with the announcement was like, as another kick in the nuts to Jack Death. <laughs> Transfers for. So, so just a quick thing on the full moon streaming service, you mm-hmm. have the, you know, the description of the film uh, as it is on this uh, streaming service. It says Jack is back in the future. Having lost his lost Lena parentheses, Helen Hunt. He finds he's lost his other wife, Alice parentheses, Megan Ward in such a way as to imply those two actresses are associated with this film. They're not. They do not appear in this film. <laughs> His ex-future grandma wife. 
however that went. I don't remember. Wait, no, this is his yeah. past future wife. His past his, future uh, Alice. His future past child. wife. Yes. She doesn't appear in this film, so we don't need to discuss it. Okay. <laughs> but so he's got Shark's head. Yes. And he apparently he was just hiding it because the guy doesn't see it. And he throws it to the guy and is like, hey, good guy, be nice to Shark. He was my partner. And then the guy's like, well, what do we do with this head? Jack's like, I don't know. Hood ornament, a lamp. I don't know. <laughs> Which he does use as a lamp a minute later and perhaps one of the only jokes in the film. No, I'm sure there are other jokes. We just can't recognize it as such. <laughs> there is one other joke that I was able to recognize, but that doesn't happen until way later. I've got, I've got, I've got a note here halfway down the list. There were probably about an hour in that just says that was almost funny. I don't know what it's referring to, but it's probably that joke. Probably, but after after Jack leaves this Sam Raimi looking fucker, he goes to a bar and orders a scotch to be given to him intravenously. And instead ends up drinking it like a loser. <laughs> I, I think that was written in the script and no one just thought like, oh, that's right. We should probably make a bit for this. Hook him up to an IV with a Jack Daniels bottle. <laughs> it, it would be a better movie. It would be. But then they lampshade Jack Death again, like the name. As you said previously, uh, it doesn't make it better. <laughs> right. It never does. Now, the whole point of this scene seems to be Jack attempting to look like a badass. Yeah, and then failing. Yeah. Which is actually most of the movie. Again, <laughs> that's why Tim Thomerson says he's embarrassed by this. That can be the <laughs> only reason. That's why he didn't do uh, part six, I guess. Did he not? No, no they he brought didn't. A, a, there's a woman in there as Jack Death, or Joe Death, I think is her name. Ah. Yeah. Did he regenerate? Uh, yeah, they're trying to do a Doctor Who here. <laughs> and and that, so we also get him talking to this lady, and this lady's like, ah, oh, fuck you, I'm not going to be in your bed. You're going to sleep alone tonight. And he's like, no, nah, I'm never going to sleep alone. And then we get one of the most shocking images of the film, which is Jack Death sitting shirtless in, his, in, like, in like the space odyssey bedroom where the guy watches himself die holding a gun and has mm -hmm. the severed head of his friend next to him as a lamp. I felt like they were trying to go for another one of those um, bare-chested male bondage tags you got on Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I genuinely paused the movie and had to stop because I didn't expect to see that. It was <laughs> so shocking. I sped the movie up at that point. I'm sure there's a reason you paused it there. <laughs> We all paused it there, don't worry. Gabe, is there something you need to tell us? No, I can do better than Tim Thomas. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> and so Tim Thomerson goes to his next meeting, which is with the lady from the bar. And we mm -hmm. get a, a, a load-up scene, a lot like the first transfers. And so you, uh, Patrick, Dustin, you two are, are of the older sort you're a bit more mature than us and you've you've, you've you've experienced more time so did was Chekhov's gun a thing by the time of this movie because they don't see they don't seem to understand that concept because they I've never seen a film in my entire life set up more things that do not get payoff than this film 
Yeah, there was just a, a lot of that. I think it's like they, I don't know if they just wanted to over explain things or if they were like, hey, this will be cool if we talk about it, but we don't have the budget to actually show it, but we're going to talk about it. So it seems cool. I think that seems more on on brand for band. But uh, according to 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 your point, Chekhov died in 1904. So the 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 the, the theory was out there by the time this had come around. So this is Death's Gun, which is when you set up a gun and its mechanics and don't use any of it. Yeah, because what the, what, what they, they, just... they 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 do at the very 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 end. Yeah, like. Every item on the table that is being shown to him by his new version of Q does get utilized at some point in the movie. It's not well. Okay. So just not well. The way that they describe this gun is you can like pull a tray back on it on the butt of the gun and just put shit in it and it'll just break it down into some kind of ammo resource. Right? Yeah. That yeah. never comes into play. It's the RBG, the really big gun. I know. I was my, my brain was like, "Well, damn, BFG was right there. Really big gun." Okay. Um, I I have a I have a I have a point about this scene. Um, all of these weapons are lame, but what I want to stress is it's uh, it's 1994 when this comes out, um, and it's in the future when this takes place. Uh, Mid 80s shoulder pads still a thing in the future. I mean, fashion is cyclical. They kept that's the one thing from transfers they've kept canon is like the future is full of really severe shoulder pads. You just put people's eyes out. They need they can't do any kind of cityscapes anymore. They can't do any more (laughs) flying cars. That's outside the budget. So they need to keep something. So they have they have they have clothes that come that jet out at angles that remind you of real life. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. It's. It's like Gundam plating. <laughs> See, this movie could have benefited for something like Gundanium. Something just dog shit stupid, but that you could like keep hammering on. I don't know. Like the idea that you just said of the gun that was supposed to have infinite ammo. And Oh, and they, they took my idea for the long second, where it's now on a recharge. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But you know, it's not a proper transfers movie without Jack being sexist. I was just thinking, I, 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 guys, I'm concerned. I don't, I don't know that Jack Death is a feminist. <laughs> he is not a feminist icon. You are correct. He's feminist when it serves him, and that's usually when he's in bed with it. Duke it's, Nukem it, is more of a feminist feminist than Jack Death. <laughs> I think, I think Harry Dubois is more feminist. Oh, speaking of Gundams, he gets in a giant robot head at this point. Oh yeah, they can move. Okay, uh, was this a thing they changed in three? At what point did they change the way they can move through time? It to was be ethical now. In three, that they just said, "Fuck it, we're doing time machines now." It does destroy a major weird point in the the saga, which is the uh, the idea of like erasing people to in order to time travel, but physically moving back and forth in time through a Gundam head. That is that is a choice. No, wait, they do it in two, right? Because I. I feel like I remember there being like a physical thing that was sent through in two. In two, it was that his wife's consciousness got sent to his current time. His future wife's consciousness got sent to his current time. 
and they sent the Gundam head to bring his past body to the future because his future body was calcifying. I'm sorry that I asked. <laughs> so is Jack Death still in his ancestor's body then? Yes. Oh, wow, that is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. No wonder he yeah. looks like shit. <laughs> no wonder they've decided to try and make us forget. But here's the weird part. His next mission is weirdly specific to the year of 2160 in Topeka, Kansas. And it's the original destination was probably set to Kansas simply to make a Wizard of Oz joke. No, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. exactly. Oh, you can actually hear my spirit leave my body on that. <laughs> it sounds it, it, you made the sound of a hangover. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's like, can you be more disappointed with this movie? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, but no, there's a so he's going back to Kansas. But a fucking alien shows up, and I got really excited because of the fucking rubber alien costume. But then he then it died, and I get sad again. <laughs> it was the highlight of the film. Was this alien from anything else? Was yeah, it nope. in a different movie? It just randomly showed up. I don't. I it just showed up for this and then died. Because <laughs> that was a part that really threw me off. They called it a solenoid, and I'm guessing this is the plant person that invades Earth in 2093, but somehow managed to get into the pod. Didn't they imply that it, like, regenerated because it didn't kill it all? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Casey, you wonder what would have been awesome? What? If instead of some random-ass plant person, it was the same alien species from Bad Channels? Oh, that would have made me so happy. <laughs> God Damn it, Charles Band. You, every time this movie could have been cool, it wasn't. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he likes to just, he likes to just kind of skirt, skirt by on some things. And actually, did you, did you ever read John Carpenter's quote about Charles Band? I did not. He said, and I had to write this down because it made me think of it. He is one of those guys that never experiences failure because he just moves on to the next thing. So when the atomic bombs go off, all that will be left is Cockroaches and Charles Band. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and he meant that as a compliment. <laughs> of course he did, because he's John fucking Carpenter. As, as we've stated many a time, Charles Band is nothing if not tenacious. Ah, yes. And, yeah, so we, we, we move on from there. He, Jack Death is something goes wrong with the time travel box Gundam head. He gets sent to, and just to make sure everyone's clear, an alternate dimension that is just fantasy Europe. Yes. Is that right? That is right, but they don't clarify that until like 30 minutes from the time it happens, correct? Correct. So why is the girl that we see in like five minutes wearing cheetah print and leather fringe? Because the next one's a Western, and they kind of got the costumes mixed up. I was going to say taste transcends time, but okay. Um, Alternate dimension fashion. I don't know, man. <laughs> so if, if part three was a ripoff of uh, Terminator 2, this one is easily a ripoff of Army of Darkness, right? Beat for beat. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, you're right. Mm -hmm. I didn't put enough thought into this film to realize that. I mean, to the oh, point where that picture of his gun, it looks like it's a stick that's exploding in the, in the prophetic drawing. Oh, no. 
Oh, why you, would you ruin Army of Darkness for me like that? You killed Casey. I hope you're happy with just, yourself. Just go back and watch Army of Darkness. It's. <laughs> I think you say go back in time before you heard that. No. <laughs> just, just imagine Tim Thomerson saying Bruce Campbell's lines. He'll be fine. Oh God. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather. Pretend Bruce Campbell is saying Tim Thomerson's lines. <laughs> Tim Thomerson looks like he's trying to be Bruce Campbell in a couple of those line reads. <laughs> Just imagine Bruce Campbell calling everyone a bunch of squids. That's what. Well, that's the thing. Like this guy clearly this this version of Jack Death is a squid because he's got dry hair through the whole fucking movie, and dry hair is for squids. We'll get to the the best part that made me laugh. That was not intentionally funny. Uh, but for now, we have a vampires. Yeah, transfers are vampires now. Transfers are vampires now. Fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> this was a different script. Now we put Tim Thomerson in. Fuck you. They're not even like they're not even like cool vampires. They don't suck blood. They just t- suck life force. They're actually pretty heteronormative too. This is the least vampire vampire I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were boring. They were. I mean, how do you? It's hard to make vampires boring, but. He did it. No, they they are vampires in as much as they drain life force and mm-hmm. don't have a reflection. That's it. Toby Hooper did it better. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. It's, it's it's like it's like you played Vampire the Masquerade with just like the most boring motherfuckers to ever live. As if yeah. to say, Vampire the Masquerade wasn't already boring as shit. I have a cowboy one I'm working on. Oh, good for you. <laughs> no, I just have time on my hands. <laughs> so, and then were, were, were transfers really that um, normal? Like, no. communicating, talking, no. you know? No. Like... <laughs> no. So this comes out of the left field. Yeah, this is just... Bullshit. So how does he even know that they are transfers? He's just like, that's a transfer. It's gotta be. <laughs> he's oh, so God. He's, he's just... Wait, do transfers even suck life force? No! He didn't do that. They don't even burst into flame. They don't turn yellow. There is nothing transfer about these transfers. He's just xenophobic and accidentally becomes correct. <laughs> they they had to call this transfers for somehow so fuck it words have lost all meaning gabe gabe trolls 2 are you saying trolls 2 was good yes whatever I'm simply saying that they stuck the name onto something that had nothing to do with the previous iteration. Yes. If only for name recognition. Child's Play, Trolls 2. You gotta give Trolls 2 this. It has that popcorn scene. What does Transfers 4 have? Jack shit. Jack death. Hey. Jack shit. (laughs) So, okay. So, we get back, back to the movie as much as I hate to do it. The... Jack Death encounters a vampire. I'm not calling them transfers. Fuck off. And he shoots his gun, but the gun doesn't work for some reason. Yeah. What reason, you might ask? Um, alternate universe. That's yeah. that alternate universe. 
it's sure. it's 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 a reason so baffling they really should have disclosed it at some point. Yeah, you know. Well, they they show later when he tries to light a cigarette and then like the huge flame comes out. So obviously, you know, another thing that has never paid off. <laughs> another I Chekhov's mean, gun that is not fired. Nothing. Something, yeah. Something fucky's going on here. So yeah, he 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 singes this vamp. But he doesn't singe him because doesn't even leave any scorch marks. He just fades out of existence in a flash of red light. No scorch marks. Not a trancer. Yeah. This was obviously a script that was written for something else. And then Charles Band is like, hey, why don't just do trancers? Why don't, we, why don't we just fucking rip off Army of Darkness? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> and we meet our villain for the evening. Capenna? Uh, um, Lord Caliban. And you know what makes me mad? All the Shakespeare names? No, Lord Caliban could have been Ron Perlman. Oh, he could have. That would have been nice. He actually read for Lord Caliban. He auditioned for it and didn't get it. And I'm really mad about that because I'm just like, Ron Perlman would have made this so much better. How did, how did he not get it? He would have been perfect. I don't oh. know. Uh, Charles Band scared him off. But also, like, what's they that told part? him how much they'd pay him. <laughs> like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the screenwriter just lost for what, what like medieval type name should be? He so he just tur- he just grabbed a whole bunch of like Shakespeare plays and was like, "Hey, you're Caliban, you're Prospero, you're Titania, you're Oberon." What the fuck was that? I'm there was sure Lucius he Borgia. Being... Oh yeah, you're right. Just he. I'm sure what? he thought he was being clever. Patrick, <laughs> were you just talking about the uh, the movie? Uh, Oblivion, the nineteen ninety four movie. Yes, same writer. Oh, oh no. Then, <laughs> then okay. Here's the alternate. Here's the alternate. What I always lean back on. If the writer did something good in the past, the only explanation is Charles Band fucked with it. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> probably true. <laughs> well, it looks like Transfers Four was his first. So, oh yeah, sure. Oh, I guess we got tits. Boom. Yay. Scoreboard. Whatever. Move on. It's been a while, actually. It has been a while, actually. We've had a, we've had a, a dry spill of tits. <laughs> <laughs> These boobies days. But this is the only set of tits that we get in this movie. And That's true. So it's, it's, not e- it's not even our cup runneth <laughs> over. I want to say there was a flash later on, but I don't know. No, I wrote it in the notes. I did also pause when she took her shirt off, only because she has a giant <laughs> mole on the bottom of her tits that really needs to be looked at. Are you checking her for breast cancer? That's very noble of you. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. God. But no, uh, I, I guess, do they call themselves transfers? Yes. No, they call themselves noble. nobles. But they Nobles. also call themselves trancers. Do they? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Because they go into a trance. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> not, not directed at you, directed at the script. I just... I just fucking why? Um, after this, Jack Death jumps in a fucking... Oh, here's another thing that wasn't paid off. Where they have us the statue of the guy Jack Death killed, that is mimicking the wounds of the person. 
Yeah, myst- apparently all of the nobles are mystically linked to images of themselves through like, some type of sympathetic magic, which could have been cool to pay off, because if it goes one way, why wouldn't it go both ways? And you could have killed them all by smashing the, the statues. That Not paid fun. off. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm loading the gun and then putting it in the closet. Nary a mention. So uh, Jack Death gets, gets on a fucking thing, hay bales, whatever, and... Press X to hide Assassin's Creed. He's, he is not Ezio. <laughs> oh, and then we meet this Witcher-looking motherfucker. Can we talk about all the old man on old man violence in the next scene? Because <laughs> <laughs> the noble that beats the fuck out of Jack Death is just as old as Tim Thomas. <laughs> it's just, it's so violent. It's like a fight broke out in a nursing home. Oh, and this is this is the part that made me audibly laugh when Jack Death is looking in uh, the water and he like dips his hand in and runs it through his hair and I just thought dry hair some squids. <laughs> Bring it my back. Point, my point in my notes for this point in the film start with and Jack begins his reign of terror by punching an old dude in the dick. <laughs> yeah. That was he does <laughs> nothing but cause problems. He really, is, he really is an issue. He he yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's Jack Death is like it's like um, Nick Nolte traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would be a good tra- movie. This fucking transfers get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> But he beats up this old man and like five other vampires come running out of this hut. Which mm-hmm. was like a fucking clown car. To throw was so funny. Junior. And for the, for the first time, I think, in any Tim Thomerson movie we've seen, he gets wounded as yeah. a pro- as a arrow goes through his arm. In slow motion. In bad. God bless. Bad. Finally, they've drawn first blood. Yeah, they got they got him in his arm. Oh God. And. From here, we cut back to uh, Caliban, who has just like a weird wand with a tiny hand on it. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Would, was his audio really quiet when you? I watched it on Tubi, and I could like barely hear this dude talking. I don't know if it was just a shitty mix that I had, but I was like, "This is terrible." This movie in general is very quiet. I actually had to like put on headphones and turn up the volume just so I could hear what the shit was going on. For some reason, it does not have subtitles on the full moon streaming service. And it didn't have it on Tubi either. No, but I I cranked the volume just as loud as it could go on the (laughs) soundbar and just rattled the walls with Jack Death. Nice. It was so bad. I I watched this movie on an OLED screen, and I feel like I'm not really (laughs) using that to its full potential. (laughs) To be fair... Caliban's voice is very deep and buttery. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been better if it had been Rob Perlman. Casey is It better. should have been. Caliban should have played Jack Death. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say Ron Perlman or here we have knockoff Jeremy Irons. Who also really hates shirts. Do just fucking hate shirts. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. All of these vampires hate shirts. Just tits out the whole time. <laughs> I don't I don't know where this is in the in the movie, but I just have in my notes I don't understand it all. Um <laughs> this is the whole thing. 
<laughs> it's, That's it's, how just you movie. it's just a tagline for Transfers 4. Transfers 4. I don't understand at all. Transfers 4. It's a really poor allegory for classism. Yeah, you know, you're right. And next thing is, so transfers are different? Question mark? Yeah, because the guy tries to heal him and is like, oh, yeah, they, I think they came from another world or something. And yeah, right. I don't know where okay, they're That's right. That could have been cool. Sebastian. I called him Exposition Sebastian. He looks like a Morrowind character because his face never changes. I looked up all of these actors on IMDb because they all looked so familiar. And I just realized he just hired people with like, like super generic faces. Yep. Were there, <laughs> did you find any uh, Murder, She Wrote connections? <laughs> I did not. I did find. Uh, I did find an insanely homophobic film title. But that's about <laughs> it. Share. It says the movie is called "Chicks Dig Gay Guys," and the idea of this film is uh, that the, these these two guys who just can't get any are going to pretend they're gay, and that way they will they will have, be able to have sex with women, which seems like a plot fraught with uh, holes. But I want you to guess what year this movie would have come out. Twenty ten. 20, 2014, pretty close. Oh, God. <laughs> there's, I am a soothsayer. There is one review for it from the year of our Lord 2016 about a guy talking about how this is what we need and that uh, PC culture just can't laugh anymore. So that's the most interesting thing I found in everyone's IMDb page. <laughs> well, this guy, Sebastian, was in that movie Dead Man on Campus. I don't know if anyone else saw that movie, but. Uh... It had that dude from Saved by the Bell in it. It was a, it's a really morbid movie, but it's really funny at the same time. So I, I highly recommend it. I'll you have add like that a, one to my list. You have like an encyclopedic knowledge of offbeat comedy, college comedies. Yeah, I can't remember like what I did last week, but I, <laughs> I can tell you some movie that I watched eight years ago, ten years ago. Oh, uh, so my next part in my uh, notes is fantasy rave. Which is because of that the 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 feast scene when played at one point five speed slaps. Oh, it's got to slap at one point five speed because my note for that scene says this is the most boring debauchery ever. Dionysus would be disappointed at all of them. Yeah, it's it's uh, so this is like the coronation of Caliban's son. Mm-hmm. Like you got to eat a lady, and then you'll be a full transpire. And <laughs> that entire sentence is great. I, I called it a vampire bar mitzvah. <laughs> yes. The devil's Basically, bliss. yeah. <laughs> this is my son's bar mitzvah. Tonight she becomes a man. <laughs> and so Caliban's like, yo, eat a lady. And everyone's like, eat a lady. Eat a lady. Eat a lady. Again, I have never seen this level of like heteronormativity from vampires. And they're like, and he's like, no, I don't want to eat a lady. And he like frees one of the ladies. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then he just goes to his room like, God, Dad, go to my room. You'll never understand me. Stop saying <laughs> He keeps talking about how he's really into that eating men, but you know. <laughs> It's just a phase we all need to go through. Once he tries a woman, he'll be free of these silly he fantasies. Just, he just hasn't met the right one yet. <laughs> I demand grandpires. 
You're gonna kill me. <laughs> I thought you realized that when you and I are together, one of us is gonna die. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh god. But Just no, he does such the... the same sense of humor. <laughs> he does he does the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my notes say, um, what a bitch, that was fun, they're fucking vampires. Um, uh, oh shit. It's, it's because Sebastian bitch. betrayed Jack and sent a message to Caliban via pigeon. Yeah, right. so so there was a scene we, we, we that existed specifically for exposition, in that Jack Death is being sought, or being taken care of by like, the local neighborhood nice dude or whatever, but he's in league with the Transpires, which I like that name. We're going to go with that now. And uh, he sends a pigeon to go say, hey, I got, I got, I got the Jack Death guy. Come get him. It's, it's a pointless scene. Well, he's also like, oh, the nobles, they take care of me. They're not so bad. And then they shoot him in the chest to prove a point. Right. Also, th- this was another one of those things where you're talking about uh, set up with no payoff because to Tanya, she's like, this This dude is like my dude. We're, we're like, I've staked claim to this human. And then Caliban just flat out murders the guy, and she looks at him with such contempt. And so you're setting up to like betray them later, and I don't think that that happened. No. Right? No. 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 More importantly, Jack drops his human, his meat shield for some reason. Like, you could still, still use that. That's good meat. Um, <laughs> and then we get a scene that it took me a while to realize it was a bit. Yeah, okay, so does everyone remember the long minute? <laughs> yeah. It was a long oh, yeah, second. That was, this, this is the best scene in the movie, though. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> I had to rewatch it because it took me a moment to realize what was going on. I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is actually incredibly funny. Where he's got the long second, he's about to use it, and he uses it, Instead of everything slowing down, only he is slowing down. But they don't do any like camera tricks. Uh, Tim Thomerson is just moving slowly. Yes, yes, it's, it is good. It's so good. Just Jack Death attempting to fight these vampires in slow motion, and all of them are just easily dodging those blows. Calvin's just like, man, get that away from me. And one of them's like, is this some kind of strange attempt at levity? And and then it was yes. <laughs> Uh, the the best part about this is not just that he's like moving slow; he's making the noises. He's like, <laughs> it's like you know, you and McGregor fighting with lightsabers. He's just going for <laughs> on set sound effects. And then one of them just straight up punches him in the face, and he goes down in slow mo, like. <laughs> but this is also leads me into the other thing that's never paid off. They never needed to pay off, like, the long second being able to be recharged. No. Yeah. Because no, they never brought it back. Now, now we've got a whole other movie, though. It could be in Transfers 5. Do you think Transfers 5 is going to be more competent than this? No. Not at all. <laughs> they were back-to-back, so... I, I don't know. All of the actors in this movie, when you look at their IMDb stage, it says na- na- known for Transfers 5, not known for Transfers 4. There may then it may be like like a like a double album like a use your illusion situation where all of the hits wind up on one movie and not the other. I only kind of understood what you said, but we'll go with it. 
That's the best anyone gets. We're good. <laughs> oh, and Jack Death fucks a lady. Yeah, who's I being hold against her will. Medieval yeah. Lyra. Um, the the thing about Jack Death is, every time Jack Death has a sex scene, it's loaded with consent issues. <laughs> every one of them. It's it's the thing with Jack Death is it's always implied his dick is so powerful it immediately causes a woman to consent. That can be the only implication I read from these films. The other thing about this, though, there actually is a really good line in this one, uh, because either like right before or right after the, the, the sex, Lyra has apparently been freed of brainwashing by having sex with Tim Thomerson. So, again. <laughs> and T- Jack is doing, like, this is him at his most unlikable. He just did that, and then he's just like, just really insulting this woman, left and right. Oh, yeah. And so, so she slaps him, and he's like, that's what I wanted to see. I'm like, well, that's fucked up. But um, what he tells her is she's got squid for brains, and she slaps him and says, it is you who have the squid for brains. And that's, that's a legitimately good line in the it's context. It's also very funny because we've never encountered such rampant use of the term squid since the first movie. Really? Yes. Yeah, this is the, yeah. It took it's four movies for them to reference squids again. <laughs> Jeez. That it it does seem almost feel like at certain points this movie is trying to be this is trancers back to form. Right? <laughs> like trancers, the way you remember it. It's this <laughs> bullshit. Trancers kills the David Gordon Green movie. And we didn't mention the fucking what, the, the backstreet rats? What were the names? The tunnel, tunnel rats. Tunnel rats are back. Alright. Alright. Um, those guys are, it seems like they have, like, a plot going on. It fe- this whole thing feels like, like, a rejected pitch for, like, a Hercules spinoff. Like, yeah. a Xena spinoff. <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely has, again, it, this is another film that Jack Death has been put into, where you have these tunnel rats that are, like, resistance fighters against the vampires. And we've cut mm-hmm. back to them a few times. And their fucking weird-ass wizard man is drawing pictures of Jack Death. I'm yes. assuming the implication is the <laughs> wizard guy is like a time traveler or a dimension traveler and has, like, knowledge of this. But maybe just magic? I don't know. Magic seems to be a thing here. Yeah. Yeah, but... I guess magic's in play now, sure. You can't do anything else. It turns out also that Caliban's right-hand man was being a creeper and watching... Jack get it on through the eyes of a painting. So oh my god, we, that painting. Baby, baby McNulty strikes again. <laughs> People are just always watching Jack Death have sex. <laughs> Someone's gotta be there to watch him sin. Okay, but can we talk about this painting real quick? Yes. <laughs> this is a painting designed to be destroyed. Yes. 100%. It, is, it reminds me of like the 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 Jesus restoration from a few years back, if you remember. Oh no. One that looked like oh. a monkey. Yeah. I still feel bad for that old woman. I don't. She deserved it. Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> um. it's, it's, it's just it's just gonna be it's like I don't, she deserved it. From the book of Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jack pulls Lucius out of the painting, punches him in the face, 
And he's like, yeah, take me to my weapons. And Lucius is like, okay, okay. But instead leads him to Caliban, who just straight up puts him in shackles. And I'm just like, what What did you think was going to happen, Jack? Okay, but this leads to one of my favorite parts of this movie. And it goes back to the Q weapons. I love the continual use of a butterfly knife as if it is a high-tech weapon that no one can comprehend. <laughs> it's right. Straight up butterfly knife. Caliban picks it up and he's like, what is this, some kind of charm? It's a handleless weapon. It looks like there should be a weapon here, but it's just a handle. How peculiar. If I shake it, it jingles. Perhaps there was coins within. It's not the... It's a lever. It's a lever. It's got a hinge. It'd be really cool if he's like, oh, wait, this is how it works. And just starts doing, like, the, the, the flippy tricks with it. Like the spy from Team Fortress <laughs> yeah. 2. Yeah. He's like, this is quite amusing. Ha, da, 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 da. Um, but no, Jack Jack Death gets the thing. We forgot to mention the knife can cut through anything, I guess. Yeah, yeah why not? Why the fuck? Transfers four. Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> You're here anyway. Why the fuck not? Um, Transfers four. We just didn't give a Jack. <laughs> I'm trying to lean away from the mic as I cackle. <laughs> Jack, also, also the tunnel rats are there. I have in my notes, yeah, old man fight, yeah. See, again, old man on old man violence. This whole movie, it's perpetuating harmful geriatric methods of violence. And then I, next I have Jack has escaped, I guess. I keep, with all of the geriatric violence, I keep expecting the bit from The Simpsons. Hans Mulman presents an old man getting hit in the groin by a football. But it's just it's just Jack Death punching people in slow motion in the dick. Yes. <laughs> Keep expecting that. Tunnel rats get Jack Death. He's apparently their savior or something. But they also they also rope Prospero in because of course he has to join the rebellion because he's Caliban's son and of course he must defy his father's ways. And then, so earlier in that scene, we watch as he, the son like loses the shoelace and it's focused on. I don't know. I lost my. I stopped taking notes about this time. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. Well, so he has the. He'd lost his shoelace, and his dad comes in, and he's got a scrying ball. And apparently we're doing <laughs> D&D rules, where if you have an item that belonged to the person, you get a more powerful scry. And he is able to determine how they escaped, which because like... he rolled a 20, yeah. Uh, no, if it's if it's a scrying spell, it's a, it's a save on the end of the person being scried upon so it's like that is right yeah i'm sorry that was i'm sorry i'm sorry that was the worst thing anyone said in this episode thus far <laughs> prospero failed his his role because he was hungry but before <laughs> this before this jack is in the lair of the tunnel rats and he's like talking to their wizard like i call bullshit i don't believe in this magic stuff and their wizards it's like oh, you know what they call someone who thinks that they can take on a wizard simply due to lack of belief. And Jack's like a skeptic and he's like, no, dead meat. Oh, and, and, then, and then the wizard guy says, 
Wizards don't die, they just become inconvenienced. Metaphysically, Metaphysically inconvenienced. inconvenienced. Jinx. <laughs> I've rolled net 20s against wizards. They're not that durable. <laughs> They're a little squishy. A little squishy. Yeah. Um, but no, that. this is another example of the failed Chekhov's gun, where Caliban just pulls out this fucking scrying orb that has never been established before, and yeah. had it been established in the past, the son losing his shoelace would have had more emotional impact. Some kind of dowsing <sighs> ruby. They are not all accounted for, the ancient dowsing rubies. We don't know who else may be scrying. <laughs> oh, and, and then we get uh, the scene when the vampires are attacking the tunnel rats, and I write down Ewok-ass bitches, because they mm, have, yes. like, a bunch of the Ewok traps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Prospero was shit at fighting. Oh, yes. He's yes. so bad at fighting, but Everybody also Jack was. is Jack is also shit at fighting when okay. he doesn't have oh, a gun. Everyone. Oh, okay, there's a great scene, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, because it's in this general area, but I don't remember what happens where. Um, however, there's a scene in which Prospero... I think it was Prospero was fighting his dad or something, and he, he loses. But in the background, you see Jack... Just crawling around on the ground, <laughs> almost out of frame, and he flops up with the sword at the last minute. Yeah, it's it's so it's, good. It's so awesome. guard, motherfucker. Line of the show. It's basically Prospero's fighting his dad, who I kept wanting to call Calabar, and then I ended up going and watching Halloween Town after I finished. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm just like, I need some Debbie Reynolds to get the stink out of my brain. <laughs> but, exactly. you know, with the unguard motherfucker, I want you to imagine Bruce Campbell saying that line and how much better it would have been. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, we've already established that transfers would be better with Bruce Campbell playing Jack Death. But that's like, you can say that about anything. Like, like anything is better with Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Um, this is Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. This is <laughs> I guess we need to also mention that Caliban's Son was like fucking. Oh, I need to eat meat, and lady's like, "Oh, you can eat meat." And he's like, oh, "Okay, cool." Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Yeah, that did happen. And so, okay, I need help parsing the final scene. Okay. I don't know what happened. I went to Wikipedia, um, and what they described happened is not what happened. <laughs> so what's, <laughs> what's everyone else's opinion of what happened? So, so first of all, the the sun baby from Teletubbies appears in the sky. Yes, that is true. And Jack Death points his gun in the air, in which case Thor sends down a lightning bolt to transport yep. Jack Death like three yards to the right. Mm-hmm. That's what I assumed. But also charge up his gun. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yep. so Jack casts magic missile. What what did what did what did Wikipedia say happened, Patrick? Let's see. To stop the world, Jack must quest to find the mystical diamond in the castle of unrelenting terror, an item in which Lord Calibran is also hunting. The movie ends on a cliffhanger. The what? Basically they jumped the gun in the wiki description and talked about stuff that happens in five. Yes, yes, that's exactly what's going on here. 
It reminds me of Robot Wars, Casey, when the description on that film was completely different than to the film that we saw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's just to be expected at this point from Full Moon. So what actually, I I, I guess, happened was the wizard... So the wizard dies. Yes. And I guess that's the wizard that appears in the sky, Mm -hmm. distracts Caliban, magic bullshit happens, Mm -hmm. and Jack's gun gets recharged even though it's more like a like a rail gun that shoots matter i don't know whatever it's, it's all makes sense in the next dark tower book don't worry about it <laughs> jack cast magic missile jack <laughs> yep shoots caliban caliban's like son save me and so it's like lol no and caliban's like i have no son and dies but then jack death is like oh but wizards don't die they're only inconvenienced Mm-hmm. And then we hear laughing, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is a TV episode. <laughs> like, like th- this is like four TV episodes stitched together for the first season of a show that we haven't seen. Right. So, uh, on paper, this film makes sense. Right? On paper, Jack Death goes back in time further than ever before. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then everything goes wrong. That's that's as far as it goes there when it's good, and then it stops. And yeah. that's what this is what we get from here. I think the transpires are the biggest misstep. Right. I think that so so typically when it comes to franchises like this, when they try to overexplain their lore, and I kind of feel dirty saying that Trancers has lore, but that's just what I have to say. Where they go back and just start over explaining things. And what I would have expected from something like this is them going back in time and being like, oh, but Trancers are based on some kind of ancient Romanian magic that the U.S. Army was using that created modern Trancers. But no, they don't do that. They do this bullshit. Yeah, that would have been far too good. They actually don't explain where Trancers come from in this, do they? Nope. Exposition Sebastian just says they came from nowhere over the hill and then took over. So, uh, I guess, question to the room, would you recommend this film to anyone? Oh, God, no. No. How no. much no. do you not, hate not, yourself? Not one bit. How badly do you want to complete the Trancers, like, mythos in your mind? And how badly do you respect the limited time you've been given on this earth? Uh, I don't have respect <laughs> for the time I've been given on this earth. I've seen Winter Beast ten times. Um, but there, I, 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 there is a certain amount of pain... <laughs> That I that I can like cause myself that before I have to like step outside and know this is a pattern of self harm we have to break at and that would be watching Transfers Five. That's clearly a step over the line, and I just need some introspection. Maybe get so. Like Casey, what are you watching next? <laughs> I was just about to ask, guys. Do you want to come back for Transfers Five? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask, I'll be there. <laughs> I can't expect you to take notes, though. I mean. Yeah, it might I have don't. to happen. <laughs> no, I think I think if we were to subject you to Transfers 5, that would mean we hated you guys, and we don't. <laughs> but so one one game that uh, we have started playing at the end of these films is, as we all know, Full Moon Features inhabits a cinematic universe. And so of this film, I guess of Jack Death. Yes. And since we have you guys here with us, of the films that you guys have covered, 
who would you like to see Jack Death either team up with or fight? Ooh. I would like to see a crossover between Transfers and Scanner Cop. Yeah, that that's that 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 tracks. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh Transfers with a gnome named Norm. <laughs> it is a cop movie, so yeah. It is a cop movie. You're right. The fucking little <laughs> The little gnome with a big dick. Oh my god, his dick is three thirds the length of his body. It is. Yeah. <laughs> did you just did you just Google gnome named Norm Dick? No. <laughs> uh, I I just wanna see Jack I just wanna see Tim Thomerson play against himself and have a Jack Death Brick Bardo team up. Wait, what if Jack Death teams up with um, Casey from the Jim Cotta like movie that we just watched with Tim Thomerson in it? Oh God! <laughs> he, could, he could go back down the line and inhabit the reporter's body that is clearly also Tim Thomerson for the the next sequel with Lance Hendrickson's super spy children. <laughs> oh my God! No, but I was I was gonna say I want to see. Jack Death in in low, only because I want to see Tim Thomerson like do a black box theater play. Oh, Tim Thomerson sings show tunes. <laughs> hello, my lady. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtag. <laughs> he could he could pull it off. <laughs> no, no. Jack Jack De- Jack Death winds up singing Gypsy. <laughs> We have entirely obliterated our senses with this film. So, Casey, what are we watching next week? Or next time? Whatever. Uh, Time is irrelevant. Next time, we finish the Tim Thomerson Trancers era with Trancers 5 Sudden Death, as Trancers 6 would not come out until 2002. Jesus Christ. We finally finished the end of an era. Yeah, I, should we be proud? I mean, I, mean, I just feel relief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. When when um, does it get better? <laughs> when does I mean we've uh, been asking ourselves that question this entire podcast series? When does Head of the Family come out? <laughs> <laughs> when do, when do we get to Castle Freak? Oh, right, like, like in two five. or three movies, yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be we'll be back with uh, that. And, you know, everyone, I don't know, fucking don't watch Transfers 4. I guess that can be the farewell message. Do you have any farewell messages to give? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I could say. I'm sorry. That's it. All right. <laughs> um... Transfers 5 exists. Go find it. Yeah. Um, go watch Go watch Army of Darkness. Oh, plug yourselves. Fucking Dustin and Patrick. <laughs> All right, we're Dustin and Patrick. We are the Found on Shelf podcast. You can find us uh, on your podcatcher of choice under Found on Shelf and on any social media sites as Found on Shelf pod. We release an episode every other week of the worst schlock you've ever seen. Some... Ba- as bad as this movie, some worse than this movie, some 
amazing films that you've never heard of. They're buried up in there, but there are very few of them. And we're out there digging through the trash to find those gems. And also so you can hear our pain when we find movies like Transfers 4. All right. Well, once again, I'm just going to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope everyone has a horrible evening. And, you know, I don't know. Drink some liquor. Good night, everyone. There we go. Okay. Good night, everyone. Bye.